that we, the parents, we're supposed to do with kids, something that we are excited about doing ourselves. And when that happens, that's where the where the when the magic is happening, when that's moment when the memories are created, when we are really excited about okay, what exactly is going to happen when we mix that stuff? Even so, we might know because we prepared the thing, but we haven't done it before, and you know there is still chance of some kind of failure. So we are excited, and kids feel that, and they get excited, and that's again where the memories are created. Welcome to Raising Greatness, where we ask the questions every parent wants to know. I'm Ryan Adams, and on today's episode, we have Sergey Urban, aka The Dad Lab. Sergey is a dad, author, and social media content creator with over 10 million fans across all platforms. He's best known for creating simple but inspiring science experiments, crafts, and educational activities with his children. Join us as we learn the big secret to get your kids interested in learning, how doing science experiments will make our kids better people, his favorite experiment to do out of hundreds, the key to creating good content on social media, two experiments you can do today with simple things you probably have laying around the house, and so much more. Sergey, I wanna thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So. You are a self-proclaimed, not a teacher, you're not a scientist, but yet you have a very public profile teaching kids about science and just kind of sharing experiments and wisdom with kids. How did you get into that in the first place? Yeah, we have to think about like six, seven years ago when I was a parent, uh, I had already two, two kids and I was thinking, oh, I, I want to... Uh, share something online, something uh, exciting, because like it was a big boom on Instagram, and I'm thinking, okay, I need to create a page. Uh, it's a trend. <laughs> uh, so being a parent at the time, already kind of spending some time with the kids, I think, okay, so I'm just going to film all this stuff that I do with the kids. Because the thing is, some people don't believe me, but I'm actually quite quite lazy parent. <laughs> but the only problem is that uh, if you don't entertain your children, they find their own kind of way to entertain themselves. And it could be like not some kind of nasty stuff, not very good stuff that they want to do. That's why I wanted to be kind of in charge of their activities. I must simply come up with something simple. Again, something using a material that we have around the house and, you know, teaching them numbers, letters, reading. And at some point uh, when they were kind of a bit older, we started doing some science experiments. Even so, I don't really have any experience, uh, experience uh, or education in science. Uh, we're, we were just creating something together, just mixing things together, just uh, and surprised where something did happen, something like uh, what the final result was exciting enough. It was learning experience for both of us. And that's mainly, mainly the, the main reason why I do what I do. I'm just trying to... A show to share with, with people in the world is that uh, first of all you don't have to know science to do science experiments uh, so you just try and even if your science exp experiment gonna fail it's not actually a fail it's a learning experience you know oh I tried this way it didn't work let's try a different way another thing is uh, an important thing that I'm trying to share is that uh, we the parents we're supposed to do with kids something that we are excited about doing ourselves 
And when that happens, that's where the where the when the magic is happening, when that's moment when the memories are created, when we are really excited about okay, what exactly is going to happen when we mix that stuff? Even so, we might know because we prepared the thing, but we haven't done it before, and you know there is still chance of some kind of failure. So we are excited, and kids feel that, and they getting excited, and that's again when the memories are created so by doing this are you bringing out your own inner child like like were you as a child like in your childhood were you interested in science and doing experiments and kind of exploring and learning um you know how the universe works uh the thing is I, i'm not think now thinking about my childhood and maybe i didn't have a enough time to play mm. that could be a thing so i guess i still have too many uh questions to answer but again i'm <laughs> I don't want to answer uh, to find answers some boring questions. I want to find answers some cool ones uh, that I, I can try. But again, uh, so far we have done like hundreds and hundreds of science experiments. So even so, I do say that I'm not a teacher or a scientist. I do know some science. Sure. So um, what were you doing then before you decided to like? Like, was this a complete 180 in your in your career? Like, or were you in, involved in engineering or science, or or is this a complete 180 as to what you were doing before and what your public pro profile is now? Yeah, I mean, again, uh, as I said, I'm not a scientist or a teacher, uh, but who I am, I'm a dad, mm. and becoming a dad is 180 <laughs> change. You know, you, you were just thinking for yourself, and now you have the kids, you have to take care, think about, okay, what are we going to do? You know, now your schedule consists not to, you know, go to bowling with the friends. It's going to be, okay, it's like soccer practice with the kids at 8 o'clock. So it's all the schedule completely changes, life completely changes. And this is what happened to me. And uh, that was the moment when I decided, okay, let me just share all the stuff that I do with the kids and post it online. So I was kind of learning, learning with them. So the inspiration I, I was getting was just basically all, all around us. It, it was if I if I was like curious about okay, what will happen if I mix those two things? We'll try it. If um, I was just kind of I was following the child, uh, I'm, I still am following the child, uh, trying to find what they interested interested in and try to offer that. So for example. At some point, uh, my, my kids were learning how to read. So I would uh, find an activity about like matching letters uh, or numbers, depending on what they, what they wanted to do. And then I would feel that you know, my youngest one, Max, was really into cars. So I would take some cars and come up with a cool activity that he can match um, numbers, uh, uh, digits to numbers, and just using the cars. And that was the whole purpose, just to make it the activity fun, so I'm uh, the the main thing that I'm trying to do with my kids is just to make sure they enjoy learning. So it's more about like playing that learning, uh, playing and then learning on the background. So something that they don't notice but is happening. I love that. It's something that even in my own childhood that the things that I, I, I absorbed and the things that I really learned were the things that naturally I was interested in and the things that I found were like fun. As soon as it felt like work or like school or I had to be learning or homework, it's just a part of me, all that resistance just came up. I'm just like, ah, I, you know, this isn't fun. I don't want to do it. So it's kind of like sneaky, but very effective to be uh, teaching through, you know, play and through, you know, just their natural curiosities as well. Now you have two sons, correct? 
Yeah. So you've been doing a little bit of experiment yourself because they've been going on this journey with you over the last six to seven years. So what have you seen then um, with your your two sons kind of coming up with their own um, curiosity and their own kind of exploring these experiments? And like, have you seen their own growth and have you seen, you know, either positive or negative when it comes to uh, how they've evolved on this little journey with you? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the important thing about doing all these science experiments with my kids wasn't to make them into scientists. And so I do get quite often comments, are they going to be like Einstein's or something? <laughs> but it's not the idea. The idea is to expose them to like the world around us or to prove them that, you know, you can take like uh, two uh, simple things and mix them together and just uh, and you're going to get something like completely different. So that's the idea, just to be curious about the world around. Uh, but again, the main the main uh, idea in my parenting, what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to follow the child. Uh, so now, uh, at this point, I can say that my youngest one is more into science than this, my oldest one. My oldest likes books, reading, writing. But, but my youngest one is really into, again, science. He really likes reading encyclopedias, doing science experiments himself. Just the other day, they he stitch his own. I guess it's a shoe. So just by himself, just because we had this practice with a lot of different crafts. And the thing is, uh, so my name, uh, my username is Ratlab. And at some point, I didn't come up with the name because it's a dad, me doing some kind of science experiment at some point. But I do more than just science experiments. I do a lot of crafts. And again, all the experience with like doing crafts with like cardboard, paper, just give uh, confidence to children to try something like new and exciting and build something that they want to build. And in that case, it was a, a shoe. Uh, it's so interesting to to see the world through a child's eyes and then also to be able to just allow yourself to be pleasantly surprised with their own creativity and what their own minds come up with. Uh, that's fascinating. So with hundreds of experiments that you've done um, and crafts and all kinds of uh, great ways to interact with your kids, what are some of your favorites uh, that kind of stand out to you? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's difficult to say which, 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 which one is favorite. Uh, Usually, uh, I mean, there is one that stands out definitely, uh, and the reason why it stands out was the one I posted it online on Facebook uh, a few years ago. Uh, it went viral, and it was the first viral video that I got uh, on Facebook, and uh, and it brought me something like within a week something like one hundred thousand uh, followers on on Facebook, and it was went from like two thousand to 102 within a week wow so that was definitely an experiment that i was thinking okay it's a special one for me like sure. first viral video and the experiment was again quite simple i guess now everyone knows it and it's called uh skittles science experiment and it's basically uh the way we, we did it was uh we were learning again i'm trying to put as many learning things in one uh, activity so we started by uh, placing um, skittles in pattern. So again, it's just kind of a bit of math there. So my child was putting them in a pattern, a special pattern, color by color. So we put it on a, in a circle on a plate. And then we uh, added some warm water and all the uh, colors like a rainbow started coming into the middle of the plate. Uh, and as I said, by now, everyone probably have seen it. 
but my video just uh, allow this science experiment, experiment to go viral and everyone just crazy saying, okay, we have Skittles, let's, let's make that happen. Even, even uh, people who didn't have kids would just go and just try the thing. People would start to think about, okay, maybe uh, this beautiful rainbow that of Skittles rainbow, maybe we can freeze it and just keep it forever. Mm. So uh, a lot of things happen, was happening just because of that. So that's definitely uh, an, a, a special one. I mean, the, when we're talking, uh, me personally, uh, now, after doing this for, for a few years, I'm not just at that now. Another side of the thing that I do is a digital content creator. Uh, and it, what it basically means that sometimes uh, I, I like how I made the video. Mm. It's not just the, the experiments themselves, but I like how the whole thing turned out. Because sometimes you can you can create a cool video, uh, you know, I mean, you can come up with the idea for a cool experiment, but film filming and it just wouldn't turn up any, any good. But the recently I had a video with simple experiment, which is uh, baking soda and vinegar volcano. Mm. Simple idea, classical experiment, but the video turned out so so good. It was like papier mache volcano. The colors were good, and the music just came together nicely. And I'm just I can just sit there and just watch the video. Uh, you know, a few times in a row because it's so beautiful. And as I said, uh, sometimes I create some uh, crazy science experiments. Sometimes I do, do some classical ones because, you know, uh, we need to know the basic as well. There's a lot to unpack there and I've got so many questions, but I'm going to start with, because you, you talked about being a content creator now. And for those listeners that are thinking about becoming more public or, or putting themselves out there a little bit more, what would you say is the key to creating good content? Oh, <laughs> uh, it, it depends. Uh, uh, I mean, the thing is, I, I, I was lucky enough to create uh, many viral videos. And you'd think that I would know <laughs> what you need to do to create viral the magic video. recipe. And obviously, there are some things. Yeah, and obviously, there are some things that uh, help. But I can tell you there was a story. Uh, so basically, I, I filmed the video uh, a while ago. Uh, I guess it was before I, I was officially content creator. Uh, the day would uh, would look for me something like that. I would wake up, think, okay, I need to post something today on Instagram. Then I was thinking, uh, I need to come up with an idea. So I would come up with an idea. Uh, then we do the activity with the kids. So I'll film it. So I edit it straight away and then post it online. So within a day, I would do like the whole thing. And it means that next morning, it's going to be the same thing because I didn't have any, anything anything planned. And so what happened was, uh, so one day I, I filmed like uh, one and a half video. One vi What video went online? A second one was not that good, so I just kind of left it. But a few days after, uh, like after a few, a few weeks of thinking, uh, oh, I'm just going away some, somewhere, but I need to post something. And I had this like half a video. Doesn't look good, but you know, there is kind of, idea it's not bad, bad idea it's like montessori technique how to write letters so why not so i posted it and the video went viral <laughs> just crazy i don't know what's happened the fact is that i actually recreated this video with like 4k resolution just post it online no one cares but that video you know i don't know the angle the color something there that people just want to react 
But you know, if you film the best quality, people wouldn't care. Uh, so, you know, but again, obviously there are some some things that you would uh, think that would make a uh, perfect video, and it's obviously. In my case, having cute kids in video definitely, <laughs> it definitely helps. Yeah, the fact that I was dad, yeah, I was dad doing the cutie to the kids definitely helped. Then some something like a colorful, bright, like in, uh, case with skittles, definitely helps. Something that people can kind of relate to. So in case, in our case with skittles was uh, people were using skittles, but like completely different way. Mm. Yeah, so this wow. So I, the whole time I knew about Skittles, I could actually do the science experiment. I never never knew that. So it's, it's a new discovery. People, okay, I can go, because I have Skittles, I can just go and grab them and just do the science experiments. So, uh, but obviously, uh, again, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult. It, being content creator and being a parent, it's not always the same thing. Uh, so uh, the, the way I started uh, was just filming what I do with my kids. Now I'm at the stage when I just coming coming up with the cool ideas what I want to do. I just basically film myself doing the activities just because I know that people would enjoy those. Um, and now uh, instead of thinking about okay, so what letters my son needs to learn, so I do the activity of thinking okay, so I have uh, you know, parents, the grandparents, teachers, pregnant women just follow me. Um, what they want to know, okay. Christmas coming up, so we need to do something to, to do with Christmas. Okay, so I'm going to distill that down then for the listeners. So what I'm hearing is is that, number one, figure out what authentically makes you. So for in your case, you're a dad and you're curious and you wanted to share and spend time with your kids. Number two is don't overthink it. So some of the stuff that you're going to be overproducing and trying to create all this amazing stuff is not necessarily, in fact, it's oftentimes the thing that doesn't go viral. It's the key is to also stick to a very consistent schedule. Like you were posting every single day, rain or shine, and it doesn't matter if you didn't really like the, the thing. I mean, obviously, you're always trying to do a good job, but you were pleasantly surprised sometimes with the one that you didn't think was going to go viral is the one that the video that did go viral and the ones that was 4K overproduced doesn't resonate as much. So being authentic, figuring out what your lane is, sticking to a schedule and uh, allow the universe to kind of surprise you with what's going to what's going to resonate with people. Would you say that's a fair summation? Yes, absolutely. But yeah, sounds good. The only, the only thing is, again, um, uh, the dat lab uh, is across lots of different social media platforms, and mains uh, mains are Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and TikTok, and those platforms have like different kind of ways you have to approach them. Like for example, on a, on YouTube, for example, you have to stick uh, with your niche. You can't just like on Instagram. It's basically my story of my life. Mm. Basically, if we go somewhere on a trip, I just post a video how we go on a trip. If you know, like daily content is activities, but if we go to I don't know some nice place, we just share that. Where on, on on YouTube, you you can't do that. So you have to find the way what makes you you and just stick to that content because people the idea is that if people love in my case like science experiment from you uh, and they want to see more, they want to see the next video and expect that to be science experiment they can't they don't expect it to be your trip to, to disneyland Hawaii. or somewhere yeah <laughs> exactly yeah 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 
So uh, different platforms obviously have like different kind of tricks and things that you have to think about. So when you're filming something, are you um, just the same original footage you splice then into TikTok, Instagram, YouTube content? Or are you filming the same experiment in um, different ways, either landscape or um, profile? Like, are you... To just taking one video and making it work in all the platforms or are you intentionally taking the same experiment and filming it multiple uh, ways knowing that's going to go on multiple different channels uh, so technically uh, the, the ideal scenario scenario is currently that I film video uh, like for YouTube like horizontal yep. but making sure everything is within like a uh, narrow vertical line in the middle uh, it used to be easier when there was no TikTok. Uh, I would just film the same thing, but it, everything was supposed to be in a square because for like Facebook and Instagram, I would do like square video. And that is much easier. Obviously, the square in the middle, it's, it just, it's easy, basically. But currently, yeah, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to film just kind of once and then edit it out the middle part uh, for TikTok, for Reels, uh, Facebook Reels and all that stuff, Shorts. Uh, but uh, what I do, like technically, from if we're looking at it from technical perspective, the best way to do it is that I would film that. But on top of that, I would film additional vertical bits that I know uh, from the everything that I filmed wouldn't fit in that uh, space. Sometimes, uh, depending on on activities that I do, sometimes I can just basically turn horizontal to vertical and because of the activities that I do and it's like on top of the table it doesn't really matter there is no top or bottom you can just there is no side you can just uh, turn it uh, horizontal to vertical straight away and it just works but it's not not usually the case uh, so I would film uh, extra bits and vertical uh, but sometimes like for example uh, my latest series uh, is called uh, fake science experiments. When I expose fake science experiments <laughs> that I find online, yeah, I, I saw that. And it was great. Those, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, so yeah, there is a, a bit of story how how we started that, and it was basically for 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 longest time, I would see like fake science experiments um just popping up everywhere on different platforms, and I'm thinking, you know, I can as a creator, I can compete with like real science experiments but i can't compete with fake ones but because they're like they're going like crazy because they, you can just imagine his imagination is a limit and there is no limit obviously so for a while i was like really down you know what can i do and then i said okay why don't i do the uh series when i just debunk all this stuff uh and uh yeah people love that and the thing is uh some of the stuff is actually people would do the fake science experiment but there is a cool real science experiment they can do with the same thing. So if you just look at the video, there are like lots of cool learning experiences, even from fake science experiments you can find. Uh, but again, coming back to the point, uh, so when I started filming that, I decided that at the time when I was filming that, and it was like recently, I was thinking, okay, so now all platforms have these, uh, have vertical format video. So that specific series, I was just filming only in the vertical. And it obviously makes it easier when you're thinking about just kind of one, one format, uh, because sometimes you know if you just film just for YouTube and cutting out the middle, I mean it's clear that it sometimes it just like the object is too big, it doesn't fit. So in my case, the series I, w- I decided I decided that I would film vertical, and it works quite well. Uh, I did do experiment once when I did the vert- vertical, uh, 
and it, it was okay but I just wanted to really uh, make it more native and it worked, worked best. That's fantastic. Okay, so thanks thanks for sharing the technical uh, side of it because I know there's a lot of listeners right now that are either wanting to be creators themselves or at least are curious about the process. So it's kind of nice to kind of get a behind the curtain, behind the scenes uh, insight into it. That being said, I know a lot of the listeners right now are being like, okay, listen, Sergey, the dad lab, you know, you got to give us some experiments here. So um, you're sitting at home, you've got little ones. What are maybe one or two experiments that uh, we can all do with just stuff that's sitting around our house that uh, is kind of fun and what you found to be uh, pretty exciting for your own kids? Uh, yeah, but this is how I usually I come up with science experiments. I just see what I have. Uh, usually, again, doing so many experiments, usually what I have, and maybe not everyone has, is uh, some kind of food coloring. But the fact is you can actually use any kind of uh, paint uh, most of the time. But food coloring, we use that uh, just to make sure that if kids eats it, it's okay because it's food coloring. Mm. Uh, so something simple would be for a little child is that you... Uh, have a few glasses, like three glasses, and you fill them with anything acidic. It could be lemon juice or vinegar, and it doesn't have to be like strong. You can just mix it with water just to make it a bit, a bit of acidic. And then, uh, so we just put it in three glasses and add some food coloring, three different colors, three glasses, three different colors, and, and three different pipettes, or three different uh, just teaspoons. And then you have a, a tray or a plate where you just put a lot of baking soda on bottom. And that's it. And the idea here is that the child would take, uh, let's say, with a spoon, uh, a liquid red from one glass, pour it over baking soda, and you're going to have this reaction because acid would react uh, with base of uh, uh, baking soda. And it's going to be like, it's 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 strange science experiment because from one hand, it's just a re chemical reaction. But on the other hand, it's just colors, just mixing and just bubbling. So it's just basically lots of fun and easy to do, and it takes a while. The problem, the only problem is that at some point, the kids would get tired and thinking, okay, I don't want to use just my pipette or a spoon. I want to put the whole thing. <laughs> and they can, uh, but th that makes it quicker. So you, the longer they don't do that, the longer the activity. I love that. Okay, you got to give us one more because that was so good. Can you think of one more that uh, the listeners can do? Uh, one more. I mean, uh, uh, the the simplest one. I mean, the thing is, um, for a while, I, I was afraid of doing slimes. Hmm. And thinking that it's messy, what we're going to do, uh, you know, it's going to go everywhere, how we're going to wash it. But there is like the simplest one you can do which is like just two ingredients, no borax, no glue, and it's uh, corn flour and water. And that's basically it. So you don't need anything, but so I, I once just ordered like a few packs of this corn flour and just works. So basically what do you do? Put some corn flour, put some water, mix it up. Um, and while you mix it, you'll, you'll feel that it's getting a uh, special kind of consistency. Uh, so you can, you can play with like different ones, uh, but at some point when you're going to mix it, you'll, you know what you need. But the idea is it's the simplest uh, slime you can do. Again, it's safe to eat because it's just water and corn flour. I mean, not that you need to eat it, but if something goes wrong and <laughs> your kid's going to eat the slime, sure. nothing's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, and the cool thing about this slime, so it reacts as a slime, 
but at the same time, uh, it's non. You know, uh, so basically, the way it reacts is if you apply pressure, it's hard. But if you uh, leave it to rest, it behaves like a liquid. So the cool thing that we were doing was to grab uh, grab a, few, uh, a bit from the plate, just uh, toss it around your hands, just to make it into a ball. Uh, because again, when you apply pressure or just hit it, 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 it makes it harder. And then you put it on top of your palm, just spreading your fingers, and then, and then slowly, slowly goes as liquid between your fingers, and it just like looks amazing. Uh, and again, but the simple thing that you uh, probably seen people doing is just hitting with your, with basically with anything, uh, the top of the of, of the slime on in a plate. Uh, usually, people just use hands, but you can use a hammer or anything. <laughs> so if you hit, you can feel it's hard. But at the same time, if you use your hand and apply pressure like slowly you will your hand was uh would go uh will, will get inside this slime and just uh it behaves like a liquid so again like the simplest thing you know you can do with the stuff that you have already at home in a kitchen potentially you can you can make that happen and uh, and it's interesting at the same time for, both for for kids and for parents uh the cornstarch is not that easy to clean but it's when it's dry, it's easier. So we just allow it to to sit down, to get, uh, remove all the stuff. Then it's dry. Then you just wipe it up, and it's it's all good. Uh, we used to use some food coloring, but again, food coloring is is stuff that uh, uh, would stain. So just who cares about food coloring? Food coloring is is something that you need when you film the video of the thing, and you want it to be colorful for people to love. But at home, you don't really need that. You need just the whole experience. And it white uh, just white works quite well. And you can just put some kind of toys there. Again, toys that could sink, or you can hit the toy with, with, uh, to the slime and they would feel that it's kind of hard. So that makes it cool, cool simple uh, science experiment and a play at the same time. And it's safe for toddlers, from preschoolers. But at the same time, it's fun for adults to try if you haven't tried just go ahead and try it it's really good so those are two fantastic uh, experiments i'm excited actually to try them both um that's awesome you you say that you're not a scientist but obviously you're learning science here but by not being a scientist and not having that classical training what surprised you about how the universe works like what surprised you about physics what what's what's kind of stands out where you're like ha huh, i didn't really realize that or maybe I, I intuitively did but i didn't understand the mechanics of how it works what are some things that's kind of just in general surprised you about you know science and the universe and physics in general oh uh the thing is, what surprised me the most uh, are usually fake science experiments. Mm. I think, because the thing is, what they're usually doing, they're trying to find the place when people think that some something is complicated there, there is a bit of a truth there, but they don't, don't know for sure. And uh, yeah, those fascinate me the most. So, so sometimes I just test. I mean, I can't believe it, so I test it. Uh, and again, just coming coming to one of the one of the idea I tested was, uh, so the video was if you have an egg and you spray it with hairspray, and we know the hairspray uh, behaves more or less like a glue, so yeah, it would kind of make the kind of glue cover for the egg. So and I, um, the video they were saying it makes uh, an egg uh, that you can just undestroyable, so you can just drop it and it's kind of keeps the shape. And you know there there is. There is an idea there. It's not just like random idea. There is okay. It's, it's believable. Cover. Okay. It, 
It's believable, exactly. That's why those videos going great uh, viral. You know, people saying, "Okay, I can't believe it happened," but if people on video on TikTok show that it, it must be true. Uh, and so uh, this this is uh, w- what I kind of like. I'm just trying to find the limits of the thing that I know and trying to find the explanation. Uh, yeah, but again, it's it, those videos are not the kind of educational content uh, I usually show on my on my channel. Uh, most of the stuff I can when I do, I know what I need to expect. But the cool <laughs> thing is that my children don't. And that's why uh, every time when I'm saying, okay, we're going to do some science experiment, uh, they're very excited because they know that something like uh, crazy good is going to happen. Uh, But uh, if we're talking about how kids react to that kind of situation, because, you know, kids, they learn everything. They don't learn only the thing that you show them. They learn the whole experience. And what happened was like the, the way to make science experiment right is, that you come up with idea what you think is going to happen, and then you test the idea, and then you know you're right or no, wrong or something like that. Uh, so what would happen? Uh, I would ask my child, okay, this is what we're gonna do now. What do you think is going to happen? And my children uh, usually would say obvious thing, uh, something completely different happening. Hmm. Obviously, because you know we're doing the science experiment because it's crazy good and it's unexpected. So for after a while. They learned that. And now every time when I ask, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> they would think one thing, but tell me the opposite, yeah. which is correct. Say something and this outrageous. this is the reason why I chose this. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And this is the reason why I chose the experiment, because it's it's different. You know, it's something that you don't expect. So they tell me, tell me the opposite thing, and it's right. And this is what I'm saying is sometimes uh, children would learn things, not that we intentionally teach them, but they kind of do because they... You know, it makes sense to uh, to learn that thing. Yeah, oh, fascinating. Your um, let, let's switch gears here for a second because it's you're you're a dad, and you know, being a dad, you're going to learn a few things. What would you say is, I guess, advice to young parents or or to dads out there? Like, like, what are some things that you've learned on just the process of being a dad, and 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 you know, everything that you've kind of learned and, and, and experienced just by being a dad what are some takeaways that that you could maybe share um with other young fathers or, or parents in general i mean the thing is the, the most important thing i mean okay not most important there are lots of different things obviously uh third thing was when you became a, a parent you realize that all the time when you were when you were a child and you heard your parent tell you something uh, like authority figure would tell you something you would think that it's 100% truth. They know what they're doing. They know what's right, what's wrong. And if they tell you that you have to do that thing, that's the 100% thing. Now becoming a father, I realize some, sometimes I don't really know what's going on. But obviously being authority figure for my children, I tell them the thing. Uh, so uh, the point is that sometimes we don't really know what's the, what's the right thing to do, if we're doing the, the correct way or not. And people just, you know, we parent the best thing, the best way we know. Uh, there is no good way, bad way. The other thing is, uh, I, um, recently I, started, I was listening, listening to podcasts uh, with lots of uh, popular, successful people would come over. And uh, th- th- what they would say uh, about their childhood was that usually 
uh, all the negative experience from their uh, childhood would make them uh, the person that they are today that could reach that success. And I'm not telling you to be bad to your children, <laughs> but I'm telling you that if you made a mistake, you know, one day did the wrong thing, I'm thinking now my child going to blame me for the rest of the life for the thing. Think, okay, maybe the child will take that and turn it into something positive. Because, you know, if you're doing all the only just good things for your children, you know, at the end of the day, they don't want to do anything because, you know, you're doing everything for them. So they have to learn by, by themselves. But again, the first thing that I'm trying to teach my kids is to be independent. Like, again, coming back to the story that I was just saying at the very beginning uh, with the uh, Max making a shoe, the idea was, you know, I was just tired. It was evening. I didn't want to do it. And I was like, if you want to do the shoe, do the shoe. Just I, I made sure that the environment is there. He has all the supplies. Everything is safe. But I, I said, if you want to do it, you do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, and this is how it was for, for years. I'm trying to make them independent. And I was like quite surprised by the thing that he uh, ended up uh, doing. The, the shoe, I know, it looks like a real thing. Uh, so, and he, he made it one, he measured his food, he stitched uh, a few pieces uh, together. And, and it was fun. It probably looks more like a, like a uh, slipper, something that you can wear at home, not outside. But still, again, independence. So uh, they resilient, you know, and every time my, my youngest would tell me, okay, I want to do something. And I'm saying, okay, I, I, I'm, as I said, I'm, uh, 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 I don't really like doing things sometimes. I'm quite lazy. And sometimes would child would tell me, okay, I want to do the thing. I said, no, no, let's let just try that next week or something like that. And he would have this motivation. He would want to do that. And this is what we want. We want them to do uh, to press the ass or society or wherever he is to get to the thing that he wants to get. Uh, and yeah, uh, being a lazy parent sometimes uh, helps to teach them, him, children that, uh, you know, you have to push to get your thing. And another small advice for uh, young parents would be uh, just film your kids uh, all the time. Uh, photos are good, but videos, just simple on the phone, it's it's good enough, but just film as much as you can because, you know, kids grow fast. You know, everyone is saying that, but yeah, they kind of do. So just film and, you know, one day you'll sit down and look at the video, how your child was, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago. And it's, it's so good. Especially when I have, so I have two kids. And just the other day I was watching the video when my two kids were talking and my uh so they have two years difference they they're actually born the same day but two years apart and uh so they were talking and my oldest one could talk but the youngest couldn't <laughs> so he would kind of uh give you some kind of random sounds that you can guess what that sound sound like a real word and i filmed a couple of videos at the same kind of period of time uh when they were just talking among themselves just between each other and just it was so much, it was so cute, so good to watch. And that, that, that's what I'm telling, I'm telling. You don't need like a good camera. Just film the videos on your phone and just save them somewhere. You'll love watching those videos afterwards. Love it. We're, we all want to raise great kids. Um, but what do you think it means then 
to be a great parent? Oh, great parent. Uh, so uh, but going back to the point that, you know, even bad parent, uh, parents uh, grow successful people. So basically the thing that you have to do is to be the best version of yourself, trying to do the best thing you can do. Um, and another thing that I'm trying to do, I'm trying to uh, listen to my child. Uh, so again, uh, not uh, telling them what to do or telling them what to do, but again, listen what they tell me back. And even so, uh, I have two kids who like, again, grown in the same family, same environment. They have completely different interests. Uh, and I wouldn't push one into direction uh, that the other went. So again, one went uh, likes reading, writing. Another one likes uh, making crafts and science. So I would throw diff- different things into them, trying to push them in different directions, so they have exposure to different things, so they so they know how to find their interests. But when they found the thing that they like. I now push them in that direction, saying, okay, if you like, I don't know, drawing, just go ahead and draw more. So here is like books for you, here are the classes, all that stuff. So listen to your children. And because the thing is, there are lots of different kind of, like coming back from educational perspective, there are a lot of different kind of ways to approach education. So some would say, so usually in school, let's say you have three subjects and in two of the subjects, you're really good. And then one... Okay, in one you're good, in another one you're medium, and the last one you're really terrible. So what would teachers say? Okay, so your child is terrible at the third one, you need to practice a bit more. But there is a different approach saying, okay, same thing, one is really good, one is medium, one is really bad. So me as a parent, I try to focus on the one that he is really good at and just give him, okay, so you're really, really good in art, whatever the first one. So, okay, let's let's pump that up. Let's give you more of this stuff. So let's focus on the thing that you're interested in and grow that. Because, again, when the kids are interested in doing something, they're really passionate about the thing. That's why they're good at it. Just give them more and they're going to grow even higher, higher and just uh, over your expectation, over uh, teachers' expectations. Uh, yeah, I guess we have to think about all the bad thing. But it's not priority. The priority is the one that kids are really interested in. Too. And it's great advice where it's you're not um, – I don't know what the right way to say it is, that you're not pushing, you're not pulling your, your child in a certain direction. You're, you're kind of allowing – you're observing what they're naturally inclined, like what, what makes their heart sing, what, what they want to be doing, what they're interested in. And you're fostering an environment to encourage those skill sets to develop in, in that um, you know, there's that whole idea of the 10,000 hours. And if you have a certain amount of uh, time to become an expert at something, but you're forcing your child to be spending time doing something that they're not interested in or that they're not good at, you're kind of taking away those valuable learning hours and in that time, that developmental time for them to become an expert or something really fantastic at what they are naturally gifted or interested in. So it, it's an interesting perspective and, and an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, fa- fantastic. Sorry, the dad yeah, lab is a... But, oh, sorry, you go ahead. No, there is another thing. Like, for example, uh, you know, one, one universal thing every parent knows is that, you know, it's good when your children read mm. and uh, not everyone likes reading. And it makes sense. And uh, so there are a lot of different kind of ways you can make your children uh, read. Like, I don't know, give them... Money, sweets, <laughs> br- any kind of bribes, I don't know. Uh, but there is like the easiest one. And the easiest one, 
there are so many books, so many like different books. It's all about like finding the right book for the right child for the right time. So what I do, I just go to the library. I'm thinking, so before going to the library, I'm thinking, okay, so what my child is passionate about, what they're teaching at school, what kind of thing they're learning at school, something that, that he perhaps is interested into and he would want to learn, uh, read more, or just trying to find something like uh, books with like pictures, something like uh, fun that every child would like. So it's about, again, finding the right books. And it's out of work to find the right books. And that's why I'm not telling you to go ahead and just buy so many books to find to find the one that your child likes to read. It's about going to library and finding those books. So every week I go to library, bring uh, about 15 books. Some of them, uh, children would judge by the cover, don't even open it. Uh, but some of them, the kids love reading. So what I'm saying is... Uh, Coming back, uh, the reason why I started that because he said uh, we don't have to make them do things that they don't want to. Some of the things you have to turn into interesting thing for them. And if you come going to the books, which is simple enough, it's about finding the right book. But some other things, if your child is not in, in into math, just try to come up with a game or find a game or principle or lots of different things or again activity book, uh, something that would look like a, a fun challenge, a fine, fun play, but again, child would play and learn at the same time. This is what we want to do. Whatever they don't want to do, we make make them uh, make that experience like more interesting by turning it into a game. And you do that. Sergey, incredibly well on the Dad Lab. It's a uh, it's a resource of a lot of fun experiments, a lot of fun uh, crafts. Um, for those people that have been listening here for the last um, little bit and, and they want to kind of get their hands on on what you do and maybe reach out to you and, and learn a little bit more about what the Dad Lab has to offer, what's the best way for people to reach out and, and learn a little bit more? Uh, I mean, it's easy. You either search for my name, Sergey Urban, uh, or the Dad Lab. Uh, the Lab is across all social media platforms. It's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, if you want to send me a direct message, uh, you can send a DM on Instagram, check all my messages, check all my comments. Uh, so that's that's the best way. Uh, if you're more like a teacher and you want to have like specific, you have a specific question, what kind of activity I can do with, I don't know, slime, you could just go ahead and just search for the Lab on YouTube and just uh, find the Zenat Lab slime and you find all these slimes that I have done. So again, finding specific ideas through YouTube, but finding daily uh, random ideas in uh, is on all other platforms. Sergey, thank you for doing what you're doing. You're, you're making learning fun. Um, I, I really like what you said where it's like, as a parent, we know that there's certain things that a child needs to learn. And if they're not learning it um, naturally, then we need to make it more fun, gamify it a little bit to make sure that um, we can expose them to as many things as possible so that we can observe, see what they're naturally inclined and interested in while creating an environment of exploration and fun. And uh, that's just fantastic. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Um, yeah, re really excited to uh, to talk to you again, hopefully, and uh, and yeah, do some of the experiments with with my little baby Chase when he gets a little bit older. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing all the photos and videos of you two doing some science experiments. One hundred percent, Sergey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care.